Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. So we are back uh, today with Sister Wives, season 18, episode 16, part two of the one-on-ones. And yes, uh, yes. high level, Brooke, what was your feeling about part two? You know, this is one of the most dysfunctional families ever, (laughs) ever to exist. And, you know, I just feel like, God, well, okay. First of all, Cody just keeps getting worse and worse. Yes. The, 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 oh my God, these women just keep looking more and more pathetic for how long they stayed with this guy and what they put up with. And I'm just like, how did we get here? (laughs) Yes. It's really bad. I mean, we just keep getting more revelations about how awful this whole situation was for everybody. And I don't, I'm stunned. Yeah. Well, essentially what we're learning now is this has all been fake. Yeah. That when you took Mary to Lakai on season one, episode one, I think that was, or two. Or Puerto Vallarta. They went to Mexico twice. Yes. In the first few seasons. All of that is fake. Fake, 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 fake. That he had already melted down or was <laughs> melting down. <laughs> the ring was melted. <laughs> that it was just bad. Just bad, bad, bad. And, and you know, Cody, God, he just doesn't help himself at all. Because he's, he, you can, you can tell that he thinks a lot about how people see him. Mm-hmm. And he's really not thought any of this through. At all, because mm-hmm. now his new thing is is just like, well, I didn't really love them. And it's like, that's not helping you, Cody. You denying that you ever loved any of these women and you only love Robin isn't 
helping your case. And it's contrary to what we saw. Yes. And so basically what you're telling us is for the last 13 years, you have been lying to us that everything that you've said is fake and not true. All the feelings that you had, this whole lifestyle, Mm -hmm. all of this. How great polygamy is, how wonderful and loving and blah, blah, blah. That it was just all a bunch of bullshit to have a TV show and make some money. Yeah. Yes, basically, this is a fraud. This is yes. a, this is a, this is a a a fraud. Just I, I I'm shocked. Honestly, I was left at the end of this episode stunned. Like, what have we been watching? A lie. We have been <laughs> watching a lie. A total lie. But also. Just the patheticness, I'm sorry, of these women. My God. And it kind of goes to show you, it's like these these women who are raised in this, I mean, I'm not, okay, I'm more specifically talking about like Mary and Christine, who were actually raised in, in this polygamous culture and mm. how little they expected out of life and how low their standards were and how much they were willing to put up with. And a lot of that is because it sort of reminds me of a woman who was a housewife in the Mm fifties. Like they didn't know anything else. They didn't know anything. They just thought, well, this is my life, you know? Okay. I'm, I'm miserable. I guess I'll just try to make it through. It, It feels like that's how it was. They talk about how they tried so hard to please Cody you know, mm-hmm. to make things right for him. And Christine says, I tried to cook his favorite foods and make the house nice. And Mary was like, and I tried, he had all these requirements of me and I tried this and I did that and I did everything he asked of me and it wasn't enough. And it's like, my God. Yeah. Well, I thought it was very, very telling where when we got each of the women talking about Cody and how that he always wanted them to be a certain way way yes. a certain way and it's funny because they all used that language but obviously it was wasn't like the three of them got together and said okay this is what we're going to say about cody despite mm-hmm. what cody thinks right because at first when i heard christine say it and then i heard janelle say it i was like oh crap now cody's gonna make this is part of his paranoia right the two of them are getting together and then when mary said it i'm like good yes because yeah. this they are not talking to mary we know that for a fact right. so What's good about this is it really shows us, yeah, you know, you <clears throat> you wanted to come across as this, I don't know, this feminist version-ish of polygamy. Mm-hmm. And really, you were a raging asshole. You yeah. were awful. You Misogynist, were so controlling. Controlling. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, again, I mean, we've known this, but it's just becoming so irrefutable that Robin's bullshit about how she wanted to have sister wives and she wanted this and she cared about these women and wanted that would have, that's all there. That's all a lie. You mm-hmm. know, we've always known that, but now it's really true. You know, this Robin who was begging Mary to stay to save face, you know, for whatever reason, was the same person who didn't even invite her over for Easter and went yes. months and months without calling her, never called her, never invited her over, never included her in anything. What are these people doing? It's like Cody and Robin, they're just torturing these women. And yes. finally, finally, it's like uh, like uh, like abused, battered women. They all finally just found the courage to, left, to leave. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's stunning to me. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I see. 
I can really see and understand, like from Janelle, Christine, and Mary's point of view, especially if I had six kids with this person and I, you know, just had a baby. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. you know, you know, I can understand being one of them and feeling like, oh, this is the, my life. This is what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's controlling, but we have this TV show and we need to go along with it. We need to kind of get things rolling for sure. I can yeah, see totally. I can see how you you would be there. But the Mary stuff, I mean, I, I feel like I have a little more clarity on Mary this time around. I think I'm understanding a bit more. I, I just was not understanding where she was coming from. I think because I think that basically, I think Cody was kind of shining her on in a lot of different yeah. ways. I think he was telling her one thing and doing another. And, you know, he is the ultimate breadcrumber. If you know what, mm-hmm. you know what breadcrumbing yeah. is, right? It's like he's a breadcrumber. He would give yeah. her little breadcrumbs enough to keep her on the hook. And again, you you said to Mary, you were willing to pretend that you're still together because yeah. you didn't want to be public. And then you decided to be public with it. That, I was just shocked. Shocked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, it's back to the 60s or 50s housewife thing where it's like you you have you're you're economically dependent on this person mm-hmm. you know you have six kids young kids you can't go out and work you can't support yourself none of these women had a college education you know at the time when they were younger um yeah it's just real dark yeah real real yeah. dark and with mary especially it's like oh wow You know, she talks about, basically, it seems to me like from the moment Robin came into the picture, Cody just threw her away. And, you know, she talks about, oh, it's been seven years. It's been 10 years. Like, no, it's been longer than that. But yet there were still scenes, at least in the earlier years, where Cody would be flirty with her. And like I said, they went on, they went on those trips to Mexico. They're talking about having another baby and they're in vitro and all this kind of stuff. And what was that all about? Like, was that just him just trying to look like a good guy for the show? Yeah. All of those in vitro trips were content, which is what we thought at the time. When we talked about this, when we were doing our rewind, it was like, what what are we doing here? This is so silly. But yeah, I think it was content for the show. But I think that at the same time, I think that he was he was using that on Mary. I think Mary did want to make things work. And I think that he gave her enough at the time. And I think because of the show and the fact that they were filming and he had to film with everybody, mm-hmm. I think those were those moments where it was like, oh, he's filming with me. He's here. He cares. Oh, we're doing right. this thing. And and then that that would hold her, you know, keep yeah. her. That was the only time tight. she saw him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I guess filming I, together. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, I guess, why she, you know, was so desperate to go through all the, in, maybe that's why she took so much time to figure out the in vitro. We were so frustrated with her. Yeah. But maybe she was like, as long as I've got this, I've got Cody's attention. Exactly. Uh, just yeah. all for this ugh, person. Ugh. I think that's exactly right. And yeah, and, and Rob and God, she just looks like, she's as bad as he is. Yeah. They're a team. They're a team like they they're in this together. They conspire together. All of this is just a way like how can we come off looking the best? Robin tries to be like a martyr and I don't believe any of it. Again, if she really wanted sister wife, she'd call, you know, 
Mary who lives down the friggin' street yeah. every once in a while and invite her over for a holiday. You don't want her as a sister wife. You don't care. This is just all to make themselves look good. And it's all, you know, it's all becoming clear now. Mm-hmm. Very well, so should we dig in? Um, so the, it starts off with Cody, of course, going back to this whole thing. They, the, the, the bulk of this episode was really about Mary and Cody's relationship. But the beginning was finishing up a bit of he and Janelle which right. was what was really part one was about. Well, and can so I say, can I say yeah. one thing? This is very petty, but somebody, this is not my original idea. Somebody on the internet said this. I can't remember who, but they said that Cody looks like the Burger King king. You know that, you know, the Burger King character. <laughs> yes. Yes. With the, the ramen yes, hair, yes. just like him. They have the same hair, do like that plastic hair. And he's all puffy. Like his face is just fillered up. You know, he's, don't you think his face looks full of filler? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's very I mean, puffy and smooth. He looks like the Burger King King. <laughs> Which of all the mascots is the most frightening. Yeah. I always found him very disturbing. Very scary. But yeah, that's perfect description of him. Oh. But anyway, go ahead. So yeah. Cody and Janelle. Oh, uh, well, he was he went into this whole thing about how, you know, says I didn't, you know, Janelle really didn't love me. I didn't love her. She was only attracted to me. And so Kanye, you know, for her credit, I have to say, I know that she's getting a lot of slack. I, I, she was trying to get a little she's bit like, trying. Hey, look what she has to work with. God. Yeah. She's like, Hey, do you guys, you know, seem to have this really fiery sex life. What's going on? And they were, you know, and Janelle basically confirms like they did have a really good sex life. Um, and, you know, <laughs> but, but Cody, of course, has, has nothing bad, nothing but bad things to say. He's sort of yeah, stumbling yeah. and stammering. And he says, well, well, she asked to be in the family. Well, what does that have to do with sex? And then he says, she was attracted to me, not in love with me. OK, mm-hmm. Cody. So but he basically we see the we see the whole we saw the fight. We saw the reconciliation. So Kanye is trying to point out to him like. Hey, Cody, you know, you seemed very upset when Janelle said that she wanted to keep separated, that you seemed to be the one that wanted to, you know, figure this out and make this work. And then he gets into this whole thing. He said, you know, I, I'm really I'm I, he didn't want to pursue her. He was very ashamed of their fight, but he didn't want to pursue her. And then he says this whole thing about there's a fine line between we've got to make this work and this is unfixable. And I'm like, no, there's not. There is not what? a fine line. This I Those wrote this down. Opposites. He said, "Yeah, yes." He said, "There." Well, Sukanya, there's a fine line between we've got to make this work and this is unfixable. And I'm I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, that's not a fine line. A fine line is <laughs> is something where yeah. it's like it could go either way, teeter one direction. It's you know we have to navigate it. No, if if you you don't want this to work, then that is very different mm-hmm. <laughs> than, you know, whether you think it's fixable. It's, it's just, it's, it's maddening. Everything that Cody said in this episode was nonsensical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and this, yeah. Well, the other thing he said, which I wrote down was he said he was thinking about the Janelle stuff. So now his new thing is if, if I, I was thinking to myself, if we reconcile, will I lose myself or will I find myself? That is also another direct quote. 
if he reconciles with Janelle. Nonsensical. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Miss Janelle sums it all up beautifully, which I was like, thank God she's here. Basically, she just sort of says, listen, Cody likes the idea of this family. <laughs> yes. He promised Robin polygamy and she wants it. And it's his ego. Yeah. And, you know, Boom. and it's part of his ego. And but she's like, he's not pining for me. So, you know, and and she was pissed because Cody kept going to her about earning the relationship. And she was like, I was not going to do that. Yeah. His and conditions. That yes. Yeah. Conditions. Yes. His conditions were that um, she had to uh, co-parent with him uh, and not Christine. And that she 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 had to be less independent. Yes. And she was like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and Christine and that then launches Christine into her whole thing about how she always felt like she had to earn Cody's love mm -hmm. and approval. And she didn't realize how much stress she felt trying to make um, Cody happy and. That's what I was saying earlier where I was like, I was so happy then they got Mary because then Mary chimed in too and they mm -hmm. all used the same words, earning, yeah. you know, certain way, certain you know, way. all of these things. They all felt, they all felt that. And I wonder yeah. if they felt that before Robin. This is what I, oh, I wish she had asked total, that. Totally. I think You they think did. they've always felt this I way. Think, I think they were always walking on eggshells with him, always trying to please him. He's always been this way, you mm -hmm. know. It, you know, people are pretty much formed in their um, how they are by the time they're like 18 or 20, I believe. Uh, you well, know, your what brain I, isn't fully formed. It isn't fully stopped growing until you're 25. Right. But I mean, that has to do with more like, you know, impulsivity and decision making and that, whatever. But I mean, the kind of person that you are in terms of the effect of... Uh, how you were raised in your childhood and whatever traumas you had and why you are the way you are. And if you're a narcissist or you're this or you're that, I really feel like it's pretty much developed before age 20. I mean, you can mature a little bit. And like I said, in terms of the impulsivity and that kind of stuff, mo mostly that men, you know, deal with, but, um, he's always been this way. Always, mm -hmm. always, always. He's always been quite pleased with himself. And, um, so, no, this is nothing new. I think, this is my theory, I think that, yes, he has always been this way, but I think that it was in a way in which he was always able to, again, fine line, walk that fine line to make it sort of charming. Like, I think mm -hmm. he managed, he would do these narcissistic things, these bad things, and then, like, he managed, he always, I think figured out how to bedazzle someone, you mm -hmm. know, kind of like it, you know, make them laugh or, or, um, or, you know, do the right thing or say the right thing or, mm -hmm. or whatever it is. I think that, and I think that there was a level in those moments of humbleness, but I think once he became quote unquote a star, right. It's always very mm -hmm. telling. This is the whole thing, right? Like how you can really tell a person's personality once they get a little bit of money and a little bit of power, like well, yeah, where do they go with it? Remember when they went back to Cody's hometown for that, you know, pioneer days or whatever it was yeah. and they met all the people that went to high school with him. They all said the same thing. Cody was a showboat. They're not surprised that he's on this show. They all thought he was gay. <laughs> you know, yes. not that there's anything wrong with that, but it was just like, that's interesting. You know, just like he was obviously very just out there, you know, like mm -hmm. trying to you know, be different and stand out, whatever. 
And, um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, and so for him to now say, oh, I didn't ever love Mary. I told her I loved her. I pretend that I loved her. I'm sorry. We saw the wedding video. Yeah. Where he saw the way you looked at each other. Yeah. He was happy looking at her. He sang, serenaded her with that song by Bread. Um, You know, he he's not that good of an actor. You know, mm-hmm. he's just not. He he was happy. He was happy to be the center of attention that day. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. that's just yeah. that's and and I'm sorry. And you know, the times when he went with Janelle and went camping, or even with Christine, there were times when they would do stuff with her and he, he seemed happy when it please. This whole thing about how I never loved any of these women. Yeah. That's a lie. Well, It also makes me think more and more about how when he came back from the mission and the dad was like, we're doing this new thing now. We're polygamists. And Cody joined in. I really do think that Cody will never admit this, but he did not have a testimony. He did not have a call. This is my theory. In Mm -hmm. my opinion, he did not have a testimony. He did not have a, a, you know, he was not any of these things. I really think that he realized oh, I like this. I'm going to get a lot of attention. Right. And that's why he chose it. And I think he kept picking wives and choosing this and, and over and over again for the attention. And I think that the, um, and I think he kept, you know, I think he just liked the attention. And I don't think he even, I mean, again, we talked about this last time, if he really knows what love is. And and I, I find it hard to believe, like, this is the other part of it too. It's like, Cody, can't you just say, Like, couldn't you just say, I love them, but I'm not in love with them anymore? I mean, why, why do you have to just break them down? You've already made them look, you know, awful. You've already melted down their rings, stomped over them. Yes. It just feels, now it just feels vindictive and cruel. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so Mary says that she, this was interesting, right? Because then Mary says, yes, her loyalty wasn't enough. Everyone always talks about how loyal Mary is, right? Her loyalty wasn't enough. And she said, you know, he wanted her to be a certain way and she would do these things to please him. And one of the things, did you catch this? What she said, she said, and he would ask me to share some information with mm-hmm. him and that would make, you know, and that would fix the relationship. Trash and, talking, I think they call yeah. it. I think <laughs> what would happen is, is I think he would like ask Mary, like, tell me, tell me what, what's Christine saying and what's happening mm-hmm. over here and what's happening with, what's happening with the kids with like, I think that he used her as mm-hmm. information. Like that's very obvious and which goes against the whole rigmarole that Cody and Robin have always had, which is, Oh, we don't talk. I'm not in ev- anybody else's relationships. These are separate relationships. Like yeah. there's no way it's like, oh, yeah, just cause you're not directly asking. Yeah. He's using Mary. You're right. He used her as a spy. Mm-hmm. To collect information about other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's here going, oh, she she says that we were madly in love, but it wasn't love. I wasn't madly in love. It, it was a romantic. He says it wasn't a romantic experience. He said or it was. A we, romantic, I can't remember now which way he said it. But he said they had they had a romantic experience in the beginning. Mm-hmm. OK, well, OK. How long did that last? Yeah. Well, and then we launch into this whole thing. Then we have to watch the Mary stuff about Mary going. This seemed like to go on for a long time. There was a lot of, again, this was a heavy flashback, flash forward, coming up, whatever type of episode. Yes. A lot of that kind of stuff. 
where they where Mary tells Cody, I'm moving my clothing business to the B and B, and you know he suggests the Barnuminium. Uh, <laughs> which Christine was horrified by. They showed her yes. face watching that clip and she was horrified. And she's like, he wants her to like sleep with all of his garbage. Yeah. You know, she was incensed by that as, as we all were. It was horrible. Well, and then, so Robin says, so, so we get very little of Robin again, barely participates in the show. Barely. Yeah. Because you know what? We've all got her number. Her, her you know what? Her, her, the gig is up like yeah. whatever, Robin, but she's, but she's, she's also not a very interesting person, but she does no. say something to about Mary. She says that apparently, I guess, right. Like Mary, Robin says, well, Mary's asked me to be strong for, for her, you know, that, that, you know, can you help me communicate with Cody? You, you know, can you be strong for me? And the way Robin was describing it is as if Mary had been, you know, last week saying, be strong for me, be strong for me. And then when we hear Mary's version, I thought it was very interesting and very telling. In Mary's version, she says, yes, in the past, mm. I have asked for that. So again, this has been this false under false pretenses like mary hasn't been reaching out to robin and asking her to do any of these things that robin's just been inserting herself that's how i took it that it wasn't this recent thing no and cody said that he was frustrated that robin has been pressuring him to reconcile with mary for seven years oh god and then i think he said he doesn't feel anything for mary and again why why Robin, like, why, you know, and because she's the one who always claims, I don't get involved in these other people's marriages or relationships or whatever. Why is, but Robin is so far up Mary's ass. Like, she's totally involved in their relationship. She always has been. Yeah. Well, and then her claim is, is that, well, Cody does ask about Mary. She said that Cody will say things to Robin like, oh, maybe I should contact mary and oh that's you know that that cody considers mary and i'm like you know what i bet you anything it's more of like has mary put in her money in the family pot yet you know let me contact let me let me contact let me venmo request her like let me contact her i'm like in what way is he talking Mm -hmm. about contacting her because we all have those moments of like yeah you should call grandma or you should do this and people go yeah maybe or i should yeah i should do that thing but it, it it's it's Come on. No, he's calling her to see. Yeah, to see. Because he watched Friday with friends. And he's like, it looks like you sold a lot of leggings on Friday. You know, how much did you bring in? Yeah. Yeah. And he was he was keeping her around. He wanted her to pay, help pay off Coyote Pass and pay for the (laughs) Barnuminium. That's why he that's why he was wanting to call her. Yeah. Not because he gives a shit about her. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that, but Cody then says that Robin knows where he's at with Mary. So he kind of throws her under the bus a little bit. He basically says, well, she knows how I feel about her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's not what Robin's saying over here. So which, you know, which one is it? Like you guys need to get better with getting your story straight because you're again, cause I think Cody makes it up as he goes along. He truly does. He truly does. And do you really think that Robin cares that much about being in a plural marriage i think i think robin has a vision of what plural marriage would look like or what she wants it to be and i think that's the vision that she wants and i don't think it's got anything to do with plural marriage 
I think she likes the idea of plural marriage. And I think she likes the idea of being surrounded by lots of people and kids and family. And I think she, in theory, thinks that this would be awesome and wonderful. But I don't think that she wants to, I don't think she, she obviously didn't want to take advantage of the best parts of it, which is babysitting Mm -hmm. and getting your sister wives help for things or building any kind of relationship. And, um, you know, so I, I think, I think she likes the idea in her mind. And I think that when she thinks about plural marriage, I I truly think what she thinks about is sitting on that rocking chair with her sister wives and, and having a great time and, you know, seeing all the kids run around, but that's just one image. A lot of people do this. They base their whole lives on some random image that they've Mm -hmm. gotten in their head about like, this is what it's going to be. It's like, no, no, no. Life is day in, day out. Right. It's like what you do every day. So I don't think she has any idea. Yeah. And I think she likes the idea of all these people, other people supporting her yes. because they've all been supporting for her for the last 12, 14, 15 years, however long it's been. And if, if this all falls apart, she's going to have to get a job, Yeah, you know, cause the show can't go on like this, you know, <laughs> I mean, but, we've all but the had is- enough of her. Like she's not entertaining. She's not even barely even part of the show anymore. Well, but the problem, and that's what I was saying. I was wondering how are they going to keep this going, but this is apparently TLC's highest rated show. You know, there's yeah. talk of the next seasons. It I mean, did very well. This I, yeah. I I did not think that they had this much power, but I think they do. I mean, I keep oh. coming back saying TLC needs to make them be together, but yeah. and spend more time together. At least do the couch interviews together yeah. and do these one on you know do these um, wrap up uh, shows together, but. But I guess they have, they, you know, because they're so high rated, I guess they're going to be able to keep going like this until people stop watching. Yeah, we talked about this last time about how Robin doesn't do shit on this show. You know, Mm -hmm. Christine and Janelle are carrying this show. And like, uh, I think I saw this on um, Without a Crystal Ball. She was talking about how uh, Cody and Robin, like, they don't even, they're not even on social media. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they do not, neither one of them post on social media, whereas Janelle and um, Christine and even Mary, they're on social media constantly. Yeah. So, you, yeah. you know, they're out there, they're promoting the show. They are uh, promoting themselves. They're keeping themselves relevant. And again, it's like Cody and Robin are the laziest reality people. You know, they barely show up. They barely do anything. They don't do any promotion. And why is it that she can stay on the show and get the same salary? Or I don't know if she does or not. But I mean, why can she stay on the show and get paid for doing nothing? Yeah, well, but this is the whole house. This is why housewives fight. Same thing. Like so-and-so gets away with murder. And, you know, I mean, but this is like in any, any job, any job we ever had, right? Everybody knows this. There's some there's some coworkers that do absolutely nothing. And you're like, how are they getting a paycheck? True. And how are they still here? True. Um, but the best was Janelle was saying like that, um, that basically calls Robin out and says, yeah, Robin was giving Mary false hope and mm-hmm. she would never, Janelle would never put herself in that position. And then she says, again, she says, Cody was very vocal with Janelle about not wanting a relationship with Mary. Oh, 
Do you remember that? So this is the thing is that, okay, again, another confirmation that Cody's a big gossip that you're constantly talking. So essentially he was going to Janelle or anyone else that would listen to him, which Mm -hmm. I bet you anything is Robin too. Come on. So if if Janelle knew how he felt, Robin, you know how he feels. And, and so that's the part that is so unreal. And, and, but, Christine talks about this a little bit too. She talks about how she had hope for so Mm -hmm. long. And she's like, Mm -hmm. you just hope and you hope and you hope until it runs out. And I understand that. I've been in relationships where I've had hope for a lot, but not for 16, 17, 20, 30 years. (laughs) You know, usually, you know, you, you can put in a few years, but God, I mean, Mary, 32 years. Mm hmm. 32 years and Christine like 27 years or something like that. Yeah. And that just makes, it makes me sad. That makes me sad. That's a lot of wasted time. And, you know, and they, they probably justified in their mind, Oh, you know, the kids and we're a family. Mm -hmm. And it's like, as we now know, the kids, the kids knew, you know, the kids suffered, the kids knew you weren't helping the kids at all. And speaking of the kids, did you see uh, McKelty had some tearful video on her Patreon where she was basically talking about how things are not good with her and her dad? Yeah, I heard, I've Robin. heard rumblings that there's yeah. issues between the two of them. And that's all I heard. That she was, I think she was trying. I mean, some so some time has elapsed since we've, you know, yeah. she's talking in real time. The times when we saw her go back to Flagstaff and try to have a relationship with Robin and her dad, that was like two years ago. Yeah, Avalon was like a little baby. Yeah, so yeah. things have changed. Her relationship with her dad and Robin is not great. She's crying. She's very upset about it. And um, yeah, it's like hmm. it, Cody can't even make it work with this one kid who's trying so hard to make it work with him yeah well i wonder if it's because she's been really vocal about some of the things that they've lied about i'm wondering if it's got to do with dayton and that um oh yeah you know the atv accident and so all of that became public yeah i bet you anything that cody didn't say anything to her but just maybe didn't return her calls or ices her out or is is distant with her. And then now it's all kind of coming to a head. Like, this is why I hate you. Well, truth be told, uh, I forget who said this. I think it was maybe Ace Fanning said that, you know, McKelty was spilling so much tea on her Patreon. Like TLC, the show was in danger of being (laughs) canceled because she was spoiling everything, you know? So, Yeah. yeah, I think she's had to like you know, dial it back <laughs> to keep the show going. You know, you can't spoil everything. Yeah. Well, so, and then again, Cody talking out of the other side of his mouth again, comes back around after this whole segment and says, well, I will always love Mary, but it's not safe for me to love her. Whatever that means. I don't whatever know what that, that means, means to be safe. And then he says, but I'm not going to drive a bus over her. I'm like, what? Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> You've already backed up the bus. You've run her over. She's flat as a goddamn pancake. She has got road burns and rashes all over her body. You have mangled this poor woman. But it's okay. It's okay. I'll get you a Band-Aid now, Mary. It's it's unreal. 
Whatever. But, but then Mary says that she had a separate conversation with Robin about all of these issues. And again, that's it. it, it then we get Robin's whole thing about how, you know, she, she, um, I don't know if this isn't the part about where she speaks Cody, yeah, but she talks, she talks about how, um, she talks about how Cody does not have a filter in his head that he, everything that he thinks he just says all the time. And that basically this is her way of sort of making up for these like half truth, half lies of, of that. Mm. Cody just says everything. And that what she's been doing is interpreting what he's been saying this entire time and controlling the narrative. Yes. Yeah. Well, I just want to say, this is one of my pet peeves (laughs) in life are people that don't filter what's in their head. Mm. I think those, and, and again, this is not scientific, but just from my own experiences, people who struggle to people who don't filter, they they take this attitude of I'm just being me. I'm just being right. real. I'm just it's being an open. Excuse. And it's a bunch of BS. And every person that I've met who's like this is such a narcissistic, like not even as bad as Cody. I'm just saying that I've had friends like this, too, where, you know, you're, you're hanging out with them and they'll be like, oh, God, I'm so bored. I want to go home. You know, and you're just like, what the what? You can't yeah, filter that. Cute. I know it's, it's not, not cute. cute. It's not funny. You know, it's it's yes, filter, filter. Not number one. Not everyone needs to know what you're thinking all the time. And number two, be it's, you're not being thoughtful or compassionate about the person sitting next to you mm-hmm. if you don't filter. Oh Ugh. God, yeah, Jesus, you need to. Filter, 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 filter. Like, even when you think you filtered, filter again. Think again. Like, you know? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But Christine thinks it's a bunch of bullshit. She actually swore Mm -hmm. that that Robin speaks Cody. She says, we all know him well. She isn't the only one. But... um, (laughs) Yeah, they've all known him a lot longer (laughs) than Robin, actually. And that... um, but that Robin convinced everyone that she spoke Cody and that she would, you know, mediate all of their relationships. And that Cody says that Robin sort of pushed this. I mean, Christine said that Robin pushed this on them. And uh, Janelle was the best because this is Janelle just laughed and she was like, I don't need someone to translate for me. We did. We did OK without you, you know, mm-hmm. and then also, apparently this has happened with our kids. Yeah, she yeah, she wants to mediate everybody's relationship. And she's the one who's always like, I don't get involved. I don't get involved. Mm-hmm. Cody, I don't get involved in these other relationships. That's their business. Yeah. Well, bullshit. Yeah. You we all caught you. Anyway, it was but I cannot believe that she would go to the kids too. I know. And I guess this is what really pissed. I mean, now we're sort of seeing a bit more about why Garrison is so mad. And because I'm sure Garrison many times has tried to have a conversation with Cody or tried to do something and then gotten Robin. And it's, Mm -hmm. oh God, it's utterly frustrating. So (sighs) then we come to the ring. And I've heard different stories about this ring. I've heard so many stories today. I'm so confused about the ring thing because, yeah, okay, we hear this ring story from Mary. And then today I'm on, you know, the social medias 
And everyone's, they're showing, they're digging up pictures of, oh, but look, he was wearing the ring on this date. And in season three, he was wearing the ring. And no, he couldn't have melted it down before he married Robin because he's wearing it in this picture. And people are just putting all this stuff up. I don't know. I'm confused. Mm -hmm. Well, number one, Robin claims that this all happened before she joined the family. And I'm like, you have three other people that see you in this picture. So come on, Robin, right? Like you've got Mary, Mary, Christine and Janelle, if they all had different ideas of when this happened, Mm -hmm. I I could, I could understand, okay, maybe I can believe Robin a little bit, but basically you've got three women who in, you know, very clearly know when the timeline independently people who, yes, they don't talk to Mary, Janelle and Christine don't talk to Mary. So they didn't concoct this. Yes. So this is all their own recollections and their own independent. And I think that you marrying Cody and them being on a TV show is significant enough for them to remember mm-hmm. events that happened before it and events that happened after. Right. So I'm sorry. So I, they I all, they all three this. say it happened before the marriage. That, But while he, they're recording. They're recording. Yes. And that Cody felt compelled to take this ring and, you know, melt it down, apparently, so that Mary no longer had control over him power over him yes and that's very interesting because mary's the person who allegedly i don't even know what's true anymore allegedly she brought robin to cody or at least encouraged cody to court robin and maybe she Mm -hmm. can be a fourth wife and whatever yet cody is so angry with her and he doesn't want her to have power and control over him that before he even marries Robin, he melts down this ring like Mm -hmm. that in and of itself doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I believe them because they all three say it, but why? Like, yeah, but also, yeah, yes, (laughs) there's that. And, 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 but also why did they not feel, why did Cody not feel that way when Janelle came into the family or when Christine came into the family, he didn't feel compelled to, you know, melt down the ring then and this power and control issue. Like when did this all come up? And that's pretty serious. And that is, that is the same time that we're seeing you to go to Lakai, staring at each other while you're mm-hmm. getting him ready for his wedding with Robin. Like we're seeing all of these moments between the two of you and, but you don't want her to have control over you. I mean, what did she do? What, I mean, there, there's some sort of something that happened that we're not seeing or hearing. Mm-hmm. And so one of the big debates, and I don't know what you've seen. One of the big debates right now is, d- was this story already out there or not? Like, cause Christine's getting a lot of flack. And of course, Mary, woof boy, Mary's mad. Don't piss Mary off. Um, you know, Mary's pissed that Christine shared the story, but I've seen on social media, people talking about how like, no, 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 this story has been out there. It's been talked about. You can't get on Christine again. It's not Christine's story to tell. I'm, I'm with Mary on this one, but I, I don't know if, if, Christine knew that she was throwing, you know, doing that to yeah. Mary. I don't know. I've heard, I've heard different things from different like social media accounts and all of that. So I don't well, know. Well, what I, all. what I saw was that 
um, <laughs> Mary's catfisher um, <laughs> wrote a book. This mm-hmm. woman, Jackie Overton, wrote a book. What was it called? Something. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was like something Mary. Anyway, the catfisher wrote a book that was published on, you know, like the Internet. Oh, Almost Married. Almost Married. That's And it. the catfisher told the story in the in that book oh. that Mary had told the catfisher about the ring incident. Mm-hmm. And so it was in that person's book, which has been out for many years. And so, yeah, it, it was out there. Um, yeah, someone had someone put a, you know, screenshot of an excerpt from that book um, online. Yeah. So, so maybe that was the source. But also, too, like these people, they, this whole thing about, oh, it's Mary's story to tell. Is it? I mean, th- these people have been so messy and talking about this and that and there's so much stuff out there this isn't like mary's secret because people no there are people people are not shocked they're like oh yeah i heard that or yeah I so i don't know well mary's sure shocked or, or maybe there was some sort of unwritten rule because it seems like there's a lot of unwritten rules in this family right we all have mm-hmm. overt and covert you know rules And I feel like maybe one of the rules was that whatever was said in this book is not to be repeated or we're not going to give any life to it. Or maybe that was one of the pieces for all of these women that they were told, like, don't, you know, don't mention that story. That story's in that book. And, and so maybe that's Mary feeling like, I thought we had this agreement that this wouldn't be repeated ever again. But at the same time, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I've seen people come down on Christine on this. I, I don't know. I, I I think Christine is finally able to talk. And mm-hmm. I think she does not like Mary. She, and I think she she's like, you want to hear you want to have a story here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think she's kind of like, whatever, Mary, what are you going to do? Hate me? Right. Go ahead. We already do. So yeah. Christine's like invincible at this point. But yeah, yeah but this whole uh, I think it's just comical. Cody and his rings, like he what is this obsession with rings Ugh. because then, you know, I think it was season 3, they all after he'd melted down the first ring, they all got him that clotter ring together yes. that had the four little jewels in it or whatever. Then he designed his own ring with Robin. This is what Christine said. He designed his own ring with Robin several years later. And Christine was like, okay, yeah, whatever. We were all just like, whatever. And, you know, like we see how it is. Then recently he and Robin got new rings again, which were these horse rings. Yeah. (laughs) These big old signet type rings. What the hell is this like obsession with rings? I don't know. Most men hate rings, don't want to wear a ring, don't want to wear a wedding band. You know, they're just like... No, I don't want to be bothered with that. Mm. Mr. Showboat loves Yeah, Mr. Showboat, he's on his fourth or fifth ring at this point. Yes, yes. Whatever. Well, you know what's interesting? Did you hear what Mary said about, you know, all of this happened, the symbolically melting the ring down, that all of this happened seven years before the catfishing. Mm. And she's like, you know, and no wonder I was looking for someone. I didn't have any friends in the family. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now we're being okay. Being that honest. she was looking for someone. I'm like, that I is under- very honest. Thank I you. get it. Yeah. yeah. I don't blame her for that. 
I don't blame her. I mean, it would have been better for her to just leave that family. You know, once her child graduated and whatever, she Mary just couldn't do it for a variety of reasons. She just couldn't do it. I don't know if it was the religion, the fear of not having any family, the hope that Cody was giving her. I don't know what it was, but I wish she would have just left. But I don't think any of these people, if you were on a reality show and that reality show is what's keeping you fed and 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 you no longer, yes, and you no longer have to go to some crappy $12 an hour job, right? Because again, they all weren't making a lot of money. They were all, you know, this was the probably the most money they were making. And suddenly your whole livelihood and everything is wrapped True. into this True. and this is your identity and this is everything. And that's what's I so sad. Know. That's sad. That's yeah. sad that they, these women got themselves in this situation where, yeah, it, it was financial dependence. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Mary said that she held out hope because she once saw him in a different light. Um, and, again, we, we, they showed us again, we really watched this clip, like from beginning to end again, the big clip of Mary Robin and Cody at Coyote Pass. And yeah, I mean, we already knew about this, but again, we get the story yet again, which is, you know, he gave her a bunch of hope in 2018. I guess that was the anniversary and she didn't know any of it was, um, true until until she saw it on tv so i don't know she said that she and cody went out for a drive on their anniversary and i assume that this is the one that just happened in 2022 and that's when cody is this is this your understanding of it so that cody and mary they go out on a drive for their latest anniversary 2022 cody tells her definitively there is no marriage it's not going to work. Mary says, okay, well, I want to go public. Like, let's put this out there. Cody Mm -hmm. says, no, I don't want the criticism and, uh, let's keep it private. And that all happened in April. And then by September, she sees the clip. And that was when she was Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, forget you. Yeah. I think she was like, you know, I'm an, either you put out a statement with me or I'll put out my own statements up to you. But, yeah. But I'm, I'm over. Yeah. That's, I actually felt sorry for Mary mm. in this whole thing. And yeah, this whole thing of Cody saying, I didn't want you to have any claim on me. It's also mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. What is that about? What does that I am mean? so confused. Claim I am on so me. confused. And it makes me, it makes me feel like in the prior, again, in the prior marriages where he married Janelle, married Christine. Maybe Mary was always like, well, I'm the first wife. I think she pulled the first wife card a lot Mm -hmm. throughout their whole marriage. And with everybody, not just with Cody, but with, you know, Janelle and Christine as well, which is why they don't like her either. So (laughs) I, you know, I guess that's what that means. Oh, I can, I can see Mary doing that, but then why, then why do th- why divorce Cody so that he can marry Robin? Why is it because she felt such guilt about the catfishing? Because this mm. all happened around the same time. I thought that that was before the catfishing. But my eyes, it was it season wise. It happened before the catfishing. But I wonder. This is my theory. I don't have anything to back it up. But I wonder if she was already 
out there talking to people, right? Yeah. Because the catfishing happened. That's a separate thing. But is the first person you talk to online your catfisher? Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. have to be people, you know, you have to be out already kind of like dipping your toe in a little bit. I mean, for mm-hmm. her to be so quote unquote loyal, for her to go to that extreme, I just feel like I don't think she woke up one day and typed in something no. and that became the catfisher. I think that she was online for a while. Right. I think she was talking to a lot of people for a right. while. And I think that was happening. That's just my theory. Yeah, that no, was I, happening. Think, I think maybe she was looking for a convenient way out. Mm-hmm. Like if she got the divorce and, you know, she then she'd be free to go off with somebody else. Yeah. And um, yeah, because, well, if you believe anything that this catfisher wrote, if you believe even just 10% of what this catfisher wrote, M- Mary was... I feel like she was trying to get out of her marriage, but she didn't want to like get out of her marriage and go to nothing. She wanted to get out of her marriage and go to something, somebody. Yeah. And that's what she was working towards. Yeah. Which is what, which is what a lot of people do. A lot of people just wait around for some new person to show up and they're like, okay, great. Now I have a reason to go. Here's my, here's my chance. Yeah. So I, I, I'm wondering if that's what the impetus was. And she probably thought this will score me some points with everybody, the audience, with Robin, with the Mm -hmm. kids, with Cody and, you know, and then once you say it, once the train has left the station, Mm -hmm. right, you can't really stop. Or the other thought would be is maybe I wonder if he like really pressured her over and over and over again to the point where she was just like, okay, fine, fine. I'll pretend like it's my idea. I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a distinct possibility. They probably guilted her, you know, Cody and Robin together, ganged up on her and guilted her into doing that. Well, Robin probably she's such a martyr. She probably was like, "Oh, hi, Mary. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm okay today, but I'm just so worried about my children being yeah, taken away." Yeah, what's going to happen to my children? Oh, if let's talk about anything this. Anything happens to me, they're going to have to go back to their father, and they won't be able to stay in the family. And oh, yeah. Robin is so manipulative and pathetic. And the thing is, she's not smart enough to keep this thing going. Cause yeah, just look how she is in these last few episodes, pathetic, her body language, her crying, her like er her demeanor, her everything. She is just turned into such a pathetic person. She can't keep this going. She, you know what I mean? She's not smart enough or, cunning enough to keep it going she's at the end of the road well look at look, the poor woman has been she's look at her i mean in the 13 years she's been married to cody uh, i mean she, she was a young terrible. beautiful spry woman and now she is like she cannot smile for the life of her no. like she couldn't even smile if someone you know like the joker no. she couldn't even push her lips up if she she's tried permanent frown yes and that's the part i don't understand is what is so appealing about this person cody like Okay, I can see how you fell in love with her before, but like this person, this person that we see now with it's crying all the time, this is this is what <laughs> has led you to blow up all of this. It's yeah. perplexing to me. It really is. Well, maybe things aren't so so great. I mean, she alludes to the fact she says this in like scenes from, you know, coming up or whatever. Cody's, you know, kind of trying to sabotage the relationship, picking fights with her. Um well and then cody made is this in the in the scenes from next 
next time where he talks about like I thought about you know just finding a lover a young lover and then I'm oh I missed that didn't he say something about that like finding someone and then and then I would be with them and then I would realize that I left the love of my life which is Robin I'm like what are you oh my god about? I missed all that or did I imagine it I don't know <laughs> but I swear to god I don't a think fever I, dream. I don't yes. know well I wouldn't put it past him to say that I guess we'll find out how many tell-alls are there four Four? So we have oh two God. more. We have two more. And then, yes. am I right that they're going to then go into the David and Chris? Not yeah, David and Christine wedding special, two part wedding special is going to be well, like in January. Yes, because I think that they're they're wrapping up right before the holidays, mm-hmm. and so I think they'll have the holidays happen, right? And then they will, um, and then after that they'll uh, they'll probably do the special, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. I mean. I assume that they're filming for the next season. I mean, this is your big show now, well, TLC. Chris, like, yeah. what's going on? Christine and Janelle, I think, have both confirmed there's a season 19. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think, so there's at least one more season. But I don't know. I mean, I how much more can they go on with Cody and Robin in their dour just existence? I don't know. I really want to watch the two of them slowly go broke. I really, really, (laughs) I do. I kind of like, I want the show to go until like season 25. Where Robin, well, no. And when Robin has to put on, Robin has to put on like a plastic hat and go to her job. I want to see Robin go to a job. Yes, at Arby's. (laughs) Cody can be in the parking lot. (laughs) <laughs> doing god wait. knows he can wait for her out there yes um because he's not going to get a job but yeah i mean <laughs> it, it base or they're going to put like poor aurora to work or something like that i mean i don't know well maybe cody might have to go to work with uh his friend brian mm. caldwell's those things yeah yeah and the used uh the used uh car lot in oh, oklahoma i mean yeah yeah it could it could get things could get bad it could get tired it could. I mean, but they need the money. So they'll, I think they'll yeah. just, it'll be like the simple life where they pretend to go and get like real jobs. <laughs> yeah. Paid to be on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, they did that on the Jersey Shore too. They would always have them work, but they weren't really ever working. <laughs> right. And, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe that'll be the storyline. They're going to make them actually work. That I'd like to see. I'd that love to I see someone love. training Robin at some like Claire's boutique or something like that. And she's not <laughs> doing retail. Yeah, that I'd like to see. <laughs> well, with her sister wife's closet experience. Yes. You know, maybe yes. she's, yeah. Claire's might be a, a step up for her. But, uh, well, yeah, I heard that. I guess sister, um, sister wife's closet was is no more. I guess they they folded it. Oh, it's, I thought it had gone. been shuttered for a while. No, I heard recently that it was officially, but maybe I'm behind mm. on the time. So I don't know. There's so much information. I know. Like there's so much sister wives stuff, and then once you're interested in something, it's like God. Every social media thing I'm on, it's like coming at me. I'm like, did I ask for this? <laughs> <laughs> it's all a lot of suggestions for me. I'm like, did I want all this? Oh, once you get in the algorithm, you... Uh, I know. I know. You're there. So, you're stuck. You can't get out. Whew. So anyway, yeah, that's that's part two. And we. it's just, it becomes more and more of a doozy. So we shall see. I guess we're going to get into the Christine stuff maybe next. I mean, Mary did 
say at the end, she's like, oh, yes, my voice will be heard. So I'm like, good. Let's can we hear something? Tell us you're not telling us anything. You're you're mad because this story came out. But tell us, give us more gossip. Like, let's hear, Mm -hmm. you know, let's hear more stuff. Yeah. And I want to hear about how bad life is with Cody from Robin. We'll see how much she will spill. But no, she's not going to spill that. I don't don't think she will. Ay, ay, ay. So, anywho. Um, so, well, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, we will be, of course, continuing our Sister Wives coverage every Tuesday. Um, and then on Thursday, we are covering documentaries and other things. This Thursday, we are talking about escaping twin flames. And whoof, boy. Yeah, that was a doozy, doozy, doozy of <laughs> I have a I lot w- of yeah. thoughts and feelings. I, I have watched, like 16 pages of notes. I have so many thoughts. Oh, gosh. I watched the first hour last night. I have to finish watching it. But yeah, from what I saw, I was like, this is nuts. Yeah. And, you know, nuts. and I and there's several other um, documentaries coming out that I want to cover to talk to you about that. There's a lot okay. of good. There's a lot of good stuff out. So we're going to have yes. some good documentaries coming up. And we were even talking about doing a, like a series of documentaries based upon where we grew up, which is a very strange place <laughs> where a lot of weird crimes occurred in Mendocino <laughs> County. Mendocino Our father County. has what does he call that thing? His un, unaffiliated. Um, he has a death tour. It's what like is a his death tour? tour? Yeah. Yes. Our where father we, has one. We drive around. <laughs> places in Ukiah and Mendocino County where various crimes have been committed and or or, yes. or things related to crimes. I mean, like major crimes, like major yeah. Oh, stories. Yeah. yeah. We have the Jim Jones People's Temple that was um, up there. Poly class, the class. kidnapped in Santa Rosa, but they found the guy they in found- what a trailer in Ukiah or on right. the outskirts of and Ukiah. The, the body was in like on the border of Mendocino and Sonoma mm-hmm. counties. And then the There's, Stephen Stainer. Uh, the Stephen the Stainer, which is a huge one. Of, yes. Yeah. Stephen Stainer. Because tragedy. we were, I remember, I so remember when Ryan yeah. White, because I think I was about his age. You were his age. And I was yeah. like more like closer to the age of Stephen Stainer. And, and was, that was the craziest story. Yeah. And so there, yes, there's a night stalker. He wasn't up in, he wasn't, he wasn't up in, he was in LA, County, but he was in LA and San Francisco. He murdered some people in San Francisco, oh, that's right. That's but right. he was really terrorizing California. Yeah. And I remember we were down in LA at like Disneyland when all yeah. of that was, I remember that like being near it. And it was and there a was huge, that. huge Ugh. story in the eighties. It was, it was big. It was a yeah. And then who, there's some other ones. We got to get dad's list <laughs> of, oh, yeah, of sure places to go because he knows all the hot spots. Like this is where this happened and this is where this happened and yeah. so on. So we, if anyone listened to our third, our uh, Thanksgiving episode, we talked a lot about our childhood and where we grew up mm-hmm. and all that. So we really want to do <laughs> a retrospective because <laughs> there's been some other cases. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this. There was a girl that was, that was, was she? kidnapped and murdered she, that lived across the street yes. from us. I mean, it's she the craziest a, thing. She lived across the street from my dad. Yeah. And she was murdered after getting yes. off the and she school was, bus. She was and someone we played with. We, yeah, yeah. We were friends with her. So, yeah, a lot of dark <sighs> stuff. Yeah, it is dark. 
It is dark, dark. but if you're into that kind of stuff, we we got a we got a great winter, (laughs) yes, great winter coming up for you. The winter of death, yes, Yes. (laughs) awful. The winter's already depressing. It's dark at five. (laughs) Winter's coming. I'm gonna turn on this podcast. And can I say there is something strange happening? Okay. I realize daylight savings time, you know, in the winter, it gets dark earlier. Never in my life has it been dark, so dark, so early. Literally by 4.30, it is pitch black. Like, what is mm-hmm. happening? And then I don't mor- know. This morning I woke up. Actually, w- I woke up at like 4.30, but I kind of stayed in bed and slept a little. And then at like 6 o'clock, I'm like, okay, I'm getting up. It'll be light soon. I'm going to go take a walk. I put on my my leggings and my walking clothes and I'm just waiting for it to get light and I'm Mm -hmm. waiting 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 it's seven o'clock it's still dark outside really yes it it should be the other way around like what is happening that's a good question no something weird is happening and it took so long for the sun to come up but finally I was like okay I'll guess I'll go out and but it was still kind of dark and kind of scary I don't know what's happening but hmm. we're literally in the dark, like, uh, yeah, no. I don't understand why I don't understand this daylight saving. I'm sure there's some reason why we need it. I've, I've heard the explanations, but yeah, what's so hard is especially, I mean, I'm so glad my son has grown now, but when your kids are, when your kid is little, oh yeah, like, you just, try to get all them you, up oh God, the, but also yeah. trying to, um, you know, now it's like six 30 and I'm like, God, I'm exhausted. Is it time for bed? I'm like, Oh God, I gotta be. <laughs> I'm going to stay up for a couple more hours, right. you know, like I can't even, sometimes I'll wander into the bedroom at like seven 55. Steve's like, you're going to bed. I'm like, it's almost eight. It's just like dark for four hours. God, I, what, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. And so, but that's the problem is, is that now you look at the time and you're like, Oh, I've eaten dinner. I've done everything. Like I have to stay up for a couple more hours. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I know I'm all messed uh, but- up. It's hard when, when your kids are little, like all you're looking for is like the eight o'clock, nine o'clock time. Like when can right. I put them to bed? When can yeah. I be done with this and when have some time? going to be over? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, exactly. the good old days. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway. So as I was saying, thank you so much for joining us. If you like this podcast and you haven't already, please give us a five-star rating. We really appreciate it. Um, and if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. That always helps us with the downloads. And, um, we're on social media at Psych Legal Pop on Instagram and TikTok. And I have seen some people, I, I apologize if I have not responded. Um, we've had a very busy couple days over here. We threw an 80th birthday party for our mother over the weekend and we're exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we will, I will respond, but people, uh, uh, someone gave us a good, um, suggestion of a, of a doc document to look at and such so um yeah i think that is that it is that everything yeah i think so yeah thanks so much thank you and uh we will talk to you see you next time yeah bye bye mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
Boompig.com